Hey guys, and welcome to Comes Back to Love. This is your host, Sheena E. Happy Wednesday, everybody. So, before I get into this week's topics, oh my god, I don't know why I feel so zen today. Um, I have, I told y'all about my Instagram being uh, disabled, and I mean, honestly, of course, for business purposes, I would prefer my larger audience. However, it's been so refreshing not having to duck and dodge dick pics and sexual fucking advances 24-7. So I think my my social media experience has changed a lot over the past month and I am feeling a little zen. Like I don't have any reservations going into today's conversation. And again, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Um, it's a podcast thing. Oh my God. Can y'all believe it's almost a year? Um, next month will be a year. I'm going to have a little shindig. I haven't put it together yet in my mind. I know I want to do something. So I'm going to do something. I was thinking like a live show, but again, with my audience being cut down, like my reach being cut down a little bit, I don't want to invest a shitload of money into a production and not be able to um, execute it in a way that I would be comfortable or happy with the result. So I might do like a little cocktail happy hour type of vibe. I'm not sure. Sometime next month. So if you're not following me, follow my new quote unquote backup page for now. I I am, no, it's not shit. Sorry. (laughs) Sheena E official um, on IG. And I will also post it on a podcast page, probably a limited space type of situation, but Um, I have been very adamant about celebrating all your wins. And even though this is just my little baby podcast, my little way to vent and talk my little shit and, you know, kind of like clear my mind weekly, bi-weekly or whatever it ends up being, it's still an accomplishment. This fucking voice has still been heard all around the world um, from America to freaking Africa, Australia, and all these amazing countries where people are actually listening to my fucking ass. So I think a celebration is in order. So make sure you um follow me and keep updated with what's going on for our another series giveaways and all kinds of fly shit will be going on. So this week I didn't even want to like be on no bullshit. I want to talk about some things that have been on my mind personally. Not sure if any of y'all are dealing with any of this stuff. And I also have like some really good questions this week. So let me get into topic number one. <laughs> it is so funny because I was on some one of my friends' pages. He's um Kaz is one of those guys on Instagram. I'm sure you guys have seen his page where he writes little um things to get the people going you know little quotes and different shit like that so um he had wrote something about uh I guess like when females find out that they're dealing with like the same guy so it's so funny it made me think about this story that happened with one of my friends and I had wrote under the comments so it was a couple girls in the comments and I told y'all I promised that I was going to break this story down on podcast this week. So let me tell y'all what happened. (laughs) So one of my homegirls, she now to me, she she's the type of girl that is more likely to do a little squat jumping. And I don't know if y'all know what squat jumping is, but squat jumping to me is when you, you know, 
let me give the, some friendship um, disclaimers. Yes, you are allowed to be friends with different people. I have different circles of friends. I think I explained them to y'all before, you know, but squad jumping to me is when you, one month you hanging with this crew of girls. Next minute, I see you with this crew of girls. Because let's be clear, you cannot party with everybody. You cannot vacation with everybody. I'm sure anybody over the age of 20 fucking five has had an experience that made this statement ring truth. You cannot travel with everybody and you cannot party with everybody. Okay? So, she was squad jumping, you know, being all fucking Joe. In Philly, we call, it's, it's called being Joe. And being Joe is like, you know, Joe familiar. Like, you... Just all around motherfuckers that you don't even know. You trying to find your way. And we over 30, so you the fuck should find your way by now. But anyway, so she's squad jumping. She hops on. You know how Atlanta do them little such and such a weekends or whatever. I've never, I don't think I ever told this to y'all, but I don't really like Atlanta. I like old Atlanta, like 2007, 8, 9 Atlanta, maybe even yeah, maybe 2010, 2011, Atlanta, when it was like elite black people in college, business thriving. You could meet you a little player. You know, I'm not saying you can't meet players in Atlanta now, but New Atlanta is not the Atlanta for me. So anyway, it was going to like one of those popular Atlanta weekends or whatever. And she, she knew the other people. She knew the two main people who I guess invited her and then they had friends that she really doesn't know. So I don't know if they was all in the same room or the same Airbnb, but whatever the case, they get to Atlanta. And the one girl, my home girl, she's sitting in the front. Um, the other person, is, another girl's driving. And it's a, um, one of our, our, our guy friends and a, this other girl in the back. So you know how you hook the phone up to the to an aux cord. Now, let me give you all this tidbit of information. My home girl who went out Atlanta with these people she was messing with this new nigga. She was, like, super obsessed with the nigga. Like, honestly, her relationship with him had had put a strain on our friendship a little bit, too. But that's another fucking story that I might address today, too. But anyway, so she's messing with this guy. She uberly obsessed with this nigga. Like, I mean, he be in her house. She been hanging with... He, she been, like, on him, like, white on rice for, like, the last two, three months. Like, they is just, like, unfucking separable So, okay. So, before she goes to Atlanta, they, you know, maybe they even had sex. I think they fucked right before she went. Like, the nigga might have even took her to the airport or some shit like that. Or he took the other bitch to the airport. Whatever the case, he's very present in her life. So, he has, like, a little alias. <laughs> this shit is hilarious. So, he got, like, a little alias that he uses when he doesn't want bitches to know his real name. And then, you know, we from Philly, which I know if you from any other major city, um, sidebar, I'm recording on my old platform today because I left my microphone somewhere. So forgive me if it's like a little janky, but whatever. So he uses this little fucking nickname because like, I guess like when he don't want people to know his business or like, you know, when you live in a popular city, you gotta have, well, these whole ass niggas feel like they gotta have little names. So it's like his name ain't ringing in the streets. So whatever the case, they get the girl phone, the girl in the back. She hooks her phone up to the ox court on the car. Now, if you have a car that has been made between, I guess, 2018 and fucking current, you know, when you put the Apple CarPlay on, nine times out of 10, your text messages and all your shit pops up on the screen. But remember, it's a girl's trip. 
it is one guy here. He's gay. So it's a girl's trip. And who gives a fuck? Because there's no way we know the same niggas, right? So they ride down the street and all of a sudden, boop, boop, boop. The nickname with a text on some shit like, did you get there yet, baby? Or something comes across the screen. So my homegirl, salty as fuck, she's texting me. She's like, oh my God, you're not going to believe such and such name that popped up on the aug score such and such phone is connected i'm like oh shit so me being me i'm like well what you gonna do because now it's too close for comfort like you finna get a new hotel room or you so she did something that i would not do ain't no way in the world that i just was having sex with somebody nigga probably was just in my house just stabbing my wound just was around like, like literally like nigga be in my crib i be cooking feet and fucking we be hanging out there's no way me personally there's no way that i wouldn't have text this nigga immediately i would have said something i'm not the bite your tongue type of bitch but anyway she chooses not to say anything and she fucking chooses to keep bruising herself with information like asking the bitch stuff i don't know i don't even know if on this particular trip she admitted that they was fucking with the same nigga. But she did the opposite of what I would have done and, like, got little private information out of the girl about her situation with the guy. And then when she got home, it just was a shit show. I think she confronted him about it, and he didn't lie, which, I mean, you know, most of the time these guys be lying. But he he was foreign. He wasn't American. So they seemed to be a little more upfront. I didn't say it was better a little more upfront and a little less connivy. So whatever, he told her the truth and told her that he was F, um, fucking a girl, messing with her and all this and all that. He even tried to coerce her to have a threesome with the bitch. And the worst part about this is my homegirl didn't stop fucking with him. And the plot thickens even more because weeks after the Atlanta debacle, my homegirl was in this popular hookah spot in Philly, chilling with her little set of friends. And lo and behold, don't you know the nigga is in there with the um girl who <laughs> hot mess. So fast forward, this was like last summer, last summer, 2020 summer. Fast forward to present time. I think the other girl still is fucking with him. And my girlfriend has like, you know, cut ties. So all of that to say, I don't know what type of, how y'all see it, but I'm Okay. Y'all know I have very non-traditional viewpoints when it comes to um, relationships. So, but I do also feel like when you are shitting where you eat, meaning fucking in your city where you live, if you might be from a, you know, urban city, whatever, you have to allot for at least five other bitches that, especially if you get a guy that's like prominent in your town, like you know, known for this or known for that or easy on the eyes or known to have a couple dollars. Like, you always got a lot for the fact that he might be fucking with three to five different bitches that you know of or, you know, that you familiar with. So I don't know, like, okay, I'm not a blame the girl type of girl unless the girl, like, deliberately was like, oh, I know that Sheena Peoples and I'm just going to fuck with him anyway, which again way earlier in podcast so if you're just starting to listen you need to go back to episodes one two three four five ten eleven and you will hear the rules that i have set as far as like who's off limits who's not off limits y'all know i feel like the niggas is for everybody and we share them whatever but you got to be willing and able to play that game it's a difference if you think you're in a committed situation 
um, you know, of course, rules totally change with his marriage and engagements and all that shit on the line. But I'm talking about regular single motherfuckers that's at the hookah bar, that's at the restaurants, that's out in the mix. If he got a little bit of a buzz, if he even is worth, he might buy a Bottega here and there. Girl, you better add you plus <laughs> plus four or five others. That's probably dealing with him. Not saying he's right. I don't really have, like, it is what it is. I guess it's part of the dating game. But I feel like a lot of times because she, and this is another thing that females do that I don't like. When they find out that somebody that's playing them, basically leading them on, is messing with somebody else. Like, don't try to, like, diminish and destroy the other person. Like, oh, she's a fucking mess. I don't know what. Don't do that. Don't try to, like, downplay the other person because I even think I told just y'all this before, but I feel like if we fucking the same nigga, then it's something similar about us. And I'm the last person to ever compare myself to anybody, but come on now. If I'm I'm over here, I'm on the west side, and you all the way over there on the east side, north side, and we got these two different bitches seemingly different bitches with the same nigga is something similar about us it could be our passiveness it could be our freakiness in a bit it could be our fucking height our weight our size our complexion whatever and i'm not saying let's be clear everybody's ugly to somebody and i've seen niggas baby mamas <laughs> make me be like damn am i ugly <laughs> i've been there before but i'm just saying it has to be some type of like similarity if these men is choosing both of y'all and honestly, it could be that you both is dumb as shit and y'all both, you know, let them do whatever the fuck you want. It could be, it could be personality traits, but it also could be physical traits. So as a woman, when you find out that the dude that you sprung over, cause that's exactly what she was. My girlfriend was about wrong, young, sprung over this nigga. You would have thought we was 17 again. Like it was to the point that she had a birthday dinner. I don't, I don't even think she listens to my podcast, but if you do, yes, I'm talking about you. Um, she had a birthday dinner and he wasn't like answering his phone prior to the birthday. And she was like, literally not even fucking having fun. Like she wasn't even eating her motherfucking food. And this was at like an expensive restaurant. And you know how we do and how we do the birthday person don't pay. So bitch, I'm finna put a 20 to this $120 plate. You ain't eating. Literally. It was disgusting how sprung she was over this nigga. It was like some high school shit. She wasn't having fun until we left the dinner and went to hang out with him. And then it was like, oh, it's, oh, it is your birthday. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say all of that to say, like, she was super sprung over the nigga that even after finding out that he was fucking with the other chick, and to me, if I, if, if I found out about one, then there's got to be two or three that I don't know about. So you proceed with caution after that. I feel like unless you get yourself into a situation where you know somebody got somebody, which I am guilty, <laughs> I know this is going to sound bad to my girls' girls out there, and y'all know I love y'all, but I am guilty of continuing a situation with somebody once I found out his bitch was a bitch I didn't fucking care for. Like, it, I had got, like, a sick thrill out of knowing that, yeah, bitch, your nigga be all up in his ass, literally. <laughs> I know it's bad. It's really bad, but it is what it is. You know, sometimes you can't get immediate revenge you know like because this girl this situation that i'm talking about this female what well, let me close off that to close off that before i go into the messy shit i, I did um 
as women, we we got to stop blaming the female. Like we can like again, there are except exceptions to the fact. Of course, we can blame the female when a bitch and you been friends for twenty years and she done seen this nigga in and out your house and she know whatever, or she know he's a deadbeat ass dad and she know that you've been going to court with this nigga for years and then all of a sudden you find out she was fucking him because uh, that has happened too. That has happened to my homegirls too. Like we we telling you that this baby daddy of mine, well not of mine, but my my, my sister, my 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 sister, love you sis, if you're listening, we was telling bitches, bitches knew, okay, and this nigga is dead, so I can talk about him, but <laughs> I mean I'm talking about him anyway, but we we knew the whole city knew. First of all, this is really gonna floor y'all. Motherfuckers knew he was a whole ass nigga knew he was a deadbeat and y'all know how i feel about deadbeat niggas y'all gotta be careful be fucking on these deadbeat ass niggas because you will catch his karma don't be wifing ladies don't be oh that's my baby that's my man and you know he got two kids that he don't see or he don't do nothing for it. he don't be around he'll yeah bitch when that fucking tire of yours keep getting flat and all of a sudden you keep on um busting down on bad luck bitches because of the dick you suck in the dick is bad the dick is bad it's a bad dick. Um, it got some karma attached to it. And just and because you stupid enough to let him manipulate you to be his saving grace, you're gonna catch that karma too. But anyway, we was everybody knew. Everybody knew he was a deadbeat. Everybody knew. And then my sister do hair. So you already know how that go in the hair salon. Already know how that goes. So everybody knows. And on top of that, the scandal of it all is we have found out that he was homosexual. Like, we found out that he was on the motherfucking down low and was openly fucking with niggas. But sometimes, even that, even Dickie Dick, okay, even finding out that a nigga is down low, don't stop these canabin ass bitches for wanting a piece of something that you had. Because one of her clients and quote unquote fake ass friends still went behind her back and fucked with the nigga the baby daddy and we didn't even know until he died and you know soon as the motherfucker died which is a hood a hood thing i don't know if they do this in in the caucasian communities but in hood soon as a nigga die child especially with instagram soon as a nigga die with instagram you starting to see collages from all them sneaky links bitches is so distraught so hurt it's so sorry it's so fucking sad so this bitch then show was at the mom house and you know if you at somebody mom house you know you got some dealings <laughs> So she's at the mom house, unbeknownst to us, never even knew. But we put two and two together and found out even the fact that it's rumored. Because, I mean, me and my sister know for a fact that he was, you know, down low. But say you was just, like, so naive, you didn't even want to believe it. Like, I can't believe this nigga is all down low, so I'm still going to fuck him. So even if the speculation was running around, you still fucked him. You knew he was a deadbeat. You knew he was a whole ass nigga. And this bitch was doing your hair, bitch. You still did it. That is a situation where you could kind of be mad at the female. But I feel like as women, we always get mad at the girl. But be mad at the nigga. Like, it takes the dick to get fucked. A girl can like a man, text him, you know, full court press him. But unless he's also interested in her, it'll go nowhere. So for it to have even went as far as, like, some type of connection, it's because he allowed it to. And I think little Baby just put out... I don't even know if the, it's, it's old because his hair is different. It's like a little clip, a little baby saying, you know, like, if I found out my bitch was fucking you, I can't really be mad at you. You a nigga, like, niggas like pussy, but I got to be mad at my bitch because 
that's who I'm supposed to have a bond of loyalty with. And I think that's like one of the realest statements when it comes to these um, relationships, situationships or whatever the fuck um, we want to call them. Um, you know, we tend to get mad at the girl. But anyway, moving on from that <laughs> travesty, I know I was going to tell y'all what I did, but I'm not even going to tell y'all this week because I wanted to talk about something else. So <laughs> speaking of down low. I got asked a question this week that was made me think about this topic. So the question basically was if I was already in love with somebody, like if I already was involved with someone and I found out that they had a same sex relationship in the past, would that hinder me from dating them further? Now, I know that everybody is going to feel totally different. I mean, I guess guys, would probably be with it. Like, oh, well, you used to have a girlfriend? Cool. Like, it probably would boost their ego thinking that they, quote, unquote, turned you straight. But me as a woman, I think, one, I would need to know what what was it? Like, was you just, like, having sex with men or was you in a full-blown homosexual relationship damn near married for 17 years? I don't know. But I feel like these in these days and times, we have to kind of, like, and I'm not, I'm not forcing y'all to accept things because there are things that I won't accept. But one, I don't think it would ever really come out unless somebody was trying to sabotage somebody. Because men that have little dirty secrets keep them motherfuckers way under the rug until the shit hit the fan. But I think that if I was already, I mean, first of all, I want to know if he was a top. <laughs> If he was a top or a bottom, like, was you the one giving or was you the one receiving? Because that makes a difference. But I think if I was already in love with someone, like we already crushed all the thresholds, like we already damn near like together, together, I don't think I could leave him. I mean, unless it was like some betrayal shit going on and he was still like dipping and dabbing to the dick <laughs> while my back was turned. But yeah, I thought that that, that question made me want to want to ask you guys like would you what would you be able to do like do you think um the idea of a man well I know that in society unfortunately the idea of a man being with another man is way more um taboo than the thought of a woman being with another woman and I'm not saying one is better than the other I'm just saying in the black community it's way more accepted if you be like oh she used to be a lesbian now we date you're, going, you're not going to get as much flack as if the other way around. Because people is going to be like, huh? <laughs> but y'all know I like to do a little things. So it might be a little bit easier for me if... um <laughs> Might be a little bit easier for me if I know you're already with it. I, I'm just saying. It, it might not be that bad. But for me to answer it, to me to be honest and answer it, I'm saying that I probably wouldn't leave them if I was already truly emotionally invested in this person and cared about this person I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't leave them which I can't you know it is what it is so somebody else wanted me to ask this question I'm trying to get it into phonetics real quick let me look at it real quick and I'm gonna put it in layman's terms this was a long question okay so somebody wanted to know it, she asked me a two-part question, but I'm going to try to tackle this one. 
first. Do I think it's a difference between a trophy wife and a housewife? Um, yes, because when I think about okay, so when I think about the the phrase trophy wife, I think that this is a wealthy man who purposely has found him a woman that is physically attractive, um, with no regard for her, you know, intellectual attributes or anything. It's just an arm piece, a showpiece, somebody to you know, told around like, let's say like Donald Trump, you think about his wife and I would think that he would have chose her on some trophy wife shit. I mean, clearly when he met her, I'm sure he wasn't thinking of his idiotic ass, which I don't hate Trump, but I'm just saying he's still an idiot. I, I don't think his idiotic ass had a thought that he was ever going to run for president. So I think when he picked Melania, he picked her based to be a trophy wife. When I think about a housewife, I think about a woman who has put her aspirations and goals and dreams on a back burner in order to be there for the family. Um, I have a cousin who is a typical quote unquote housewife. Um, and I don't I don't think it's anything wrong with it. I just think it's something wrong with it when you don't take the time to because as a regular regular single moms, of course. Not regular, but us single moms and moms in general, wives in general, you know, once you have children, dynamic changes a little bit. But I think that, sorry, I think that, I think that women um, that choose to, you know, be 100% present in the home by the husband, quote unquote, works. I, I don't think it's anything wrong with that, but I think in a black community, especially like, you know, in our our demographic, which which I think is like middle to upper class blacks, don't really get help. Like you could be a housewife with a nanny, you could be a housewife with a fucking housekeeper, you could be a housewife with some motherfucking help, because you tend to put the shit that you want to do to the side. Like even though I'm not a housewife, um, when my daughter was first diagnosed with, with autism or whatever, when I was slowly pulling myself out of the depression, I started thinking about little things I could do to kind of like make me happy. And it, it was like polishing my nails or getting my nails done was one of those things. So even to this day, I make it a point, even if, even if it's my last $30 out of the spending money I've allowed it myself for the month to get my fucking nails done. Because unfortunately, you know, well, well for me, when I look down and see polished clean nails, it kind of like gives me a little bit of joy. So I think that housewives in a sense, especially black, in our community, housewives, that husband work wherever he work, he bring home the bacon, he he foots all the bills, you know, somewhat put their their own wants, needs, desires, dreams to the side in order to like fulfill this preconceived idea of what an actual housewife or what is. And I think that um, eventually, and you guys have probably heard stories like that. Like eventually, that shit gets old. Eventually, you know, that bitch wakes up one day and, and realizes, like, fuck, all I did was have these fucking kids. Because eventually them kids leave. And not, not even if they not even physically out of your house leave, but eventually they, they leave from your clutch. Like, they, they get their own friends. They get their own lives. So I think a trophy wife and a housewife are two totally different things. I think you could be both a trophy wife and a housewife. And if you are both a trophy wife and a housewife, it's the fuck because you have some fucking help. So I don't know if that makes you 100% of a housewife. If you have like a nanny, a cook, a fucking um, bitch that come do the laundry, a housekeeper and all of that, they would argue, those women would argue that they are still housewives, but I think they trophy wives with some help. So it is to me two totally different things.
But anyway, again, this week, <laughs> this week has been a crazy week for me. Um, I'm going through a lot of growing pains. And I had put this on my Instagram that I'm thinking about, you know, do I give this entrepreneurial side of me another another shot? Like, do I just go at this shit hard in the paint one more time? Or do I just, like, use those fucking degrees I earned and fall back? And I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. But I will decide very soon in the future because, as y'all know, I am creeping 200 and something days away from 40. And I don't think 40 is old at all. But it's the first time that how old I'm turning is giving me anxiety. So I got this fucking weird anxiety about turning 40. And I feel like I need to make some very hard, very tough life decisions. And I will. I will. But in the meantime, I have a couple new books coming out in the new year. And I want you guys to get them and purchase them and love them and share them. And do me a favor again and follow my new Instagram. I will be back next week with a good, good episode. I've been working on it um, for a couple of weeks. I'm tying up the loose ends on it and it's going to be super good and super transparent and it's going to be a good one. So I hope you guys enjoyed my little bit of fucking um, gossip <laughs> this week, my little bit of tea. And um, if you're not following me, tell a friend to follow me too at Sheena E Official. My website is imsheenae.com. Buy an ebook. Download the audiobook. The link is in my Instagram bio. You have to catch up. Penetration Volume 2 is coming very soon. So you got to catch up on Volume 1 and, um, you know, be safe. You know, stay COVID-free. Stay fucking sucker-free. And I will see you guys here next week. Don't forget to subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Like, listen, subscribe. It costs nothing. The fucking podcast is free. Hurry up before the price goes up.